Pope proclaims today is the time of the Antichrist. WHO wants worldwide jab passports, and the USA Today says eventually everyone, even you, will be chipped. Is Rome the biblical mystery Babylon? All this and more today on The End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'll be taking your calls today. We look forward to it. Doug, a former pope, is saying that the spirit of the Antichrist is in the Roman Catholic Church. Is that correct? That's what the article You says. didn't make this up no, and I didn't make put it, it in here? No, no. There's a lot of that uh, in, in this article we're going to be looking at today. Uh, there were a lot of things that uh, pointed to that, but he actually asked for prayer for the church that they would have good shepherds. And so, uh, yes, he is saying that the spirit of the Antichrist not only is in the world, but that it is in the church. And uh, by the church, he doesn't just mean believers or the Christian church. He's saying specifically the Roman Catholic Church. That's what it appears like in part of his book excerpt that they put into the article, he said that there are two sides of the church, meaning the Roman Catholic Church, that there is a dark side and a light side to that. And so he was praying and asking in this letter that people would pray for uh, the Lord to send good shepherds to lead the church during the, the end times. So we're going to get into this today because it's quite interesting information. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to talk about why this statement is actually very prophetic and was um, covered in the book of Revelation. We'll get into the nitty-gritty details of that. Also, the WHA wants you to have a global vaccine passport. We're going to tell you a little bit more about that. We've got several clips that you need to see. And Doug, uh, I think it's interesting that the USA Today is saying that Doug Norvell is going to be chipped. <laughs> well, it didn't specifically say Doug Norvell, but it said everyone would be. I'm so. throwing you in there with there everyone. So That's, well. I know that the Bible tells me that that's not necessarily going to be the case because I can refuse that. So, And you're going to. I am going to, <laughs> and we will talk about that later, too. And then how about this? Rome? Mystery Babylon? I thought it yeah. was New York. Yeah, a lot of people have that uh, perception, Vince, and I know you're kind of being a little facetious there. But, yeah, there's a lot of people that do believe that, that the woman... Uh, that it talks about in uh, Revelation 17 is actually the Statue of Liberty, a lot of people say. But yeah. we'll talk about that a little bit today, too. So there's a lot of things that we're going to try to cover today. What, what are some of the theories you've heard on Mystery Babylon? I've heard Rome. I've heard the United States. What else I've heard is Jerusalem. Okay. Some people have tried to say Jerusalem is the uh, mother of harlots. and uh, So, yeah. And I, we're going to show people what the Bible says. Mm -hmm and why it seems very obvious to us that it's not the United States, New York, or Jerusalem, right. that it is in fact Rome, the Vatican. Absolutely. And it's actually mind-blowing how unbelievably accurate the Bible uh, is on this particular topic. Yes. And I don't see why anyone is not convinced if they know it, uh, what the Bible has to say. <laughs> Before we get into all that, I do want to remind you, we have a tour coming up. Um, we take two tours a year to the Holy Land. And so we will be doing that again. We just uh, had a two-year, um, I guess, time off from that because of COVID and the restrictions. They were requiring some things that uh, we certainly didn't want 
uh, folks to feel forced to do, and so we did not take a trip to Israel for a couple of years. We did one in the fall, and we're doing one again in the next few months. I believe it's in May. Is that right, Doug? That is correct. All right. Dave and Jana are going on this tour, and Doug and Tina are as well. So this is going to be a cool trip. And here's the thing. There's only like, I think, 43 spots left. So if you want to go on the tour with Dave and Doug, you're going to eat dinner with them every night. This isn't a thing where they get this limo that they ride around in. They're on the <laughs> bus with you. Then they get off of the bus with you and go into the hotel and eat dinner right next to you. So th this isn't something where they get first-class treatment and they're not in there with you. They're, they're alongside you um, all along the way, and it is a wonderful trip. And we highly recommend that everyone, at least once, if you can only do it once, go to Israel. And of course, you know, we, we feel really good about our tour, Doug. We've been doing it for 30 years or so. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of people do it differently than we do. We have a unique approach because, you know, we, we are coming at it from a prophecy angle. Yeah, absolutely. But we also don't end in Jerusalem like a lot of people do. We start in Jerusalem mm -hmm. and work our way north and come on back. So right. uh, our tour is, is very special and we uh, really enjoy going and we know a number of you have as well. So go to endtime.com slash tour. You can learn more about the upcoming trip or you can give us a call at 800 endtime 800 363 Ask for Jana or Brittany and uh, tell them that you want one of those last 44 spots. So make sure that you do it. I don't know how many there are available, Doug. It's 40-something, so yeah. be sure to check We just need to get that, that bus filled out because that's you know, right. I want I want my bus to have plenty of people on it. When you say your bus, what's that mean? I would imagine I'm on number two and okay. they would be number You're one You're on a bus, bus and that means yeah. do you talk in the microphone and tell people what they're seeing and stuff? No, I, I probably won't do that part, but I'll talk on the microphone a little bit because I like to open up with prayer and kind of talk to everybody before we get started with our day. and so. We'll get to know each other on this tour, and it is for several days, and so uh, we'll really get to know each other. We'll have some one-on-one -on -one conversations and have some good time. So please, if you can go with us, come with us this time. It, we don't, I don't always get to go, so this is one of those opportunities that's going to be rare for me, and it'll be fun to get to know some of you personally. So. Absolutely. And now, what do you think of the Western Wall visit? You know, a lot of people, the Wailing Wall, they call it the Western Wall. Some call it the Wailing Wall. Yeah. Um, a lot of any of the photos or videos you see uh, typically always include this picture or video of the Jews praying at this wall mm -hmm. very intensely. If you go down there on the Sabbath, when the Sabbath day is breaking, there's dancing and all sorts of things going on. What do you think about that particular site? I think it's pretty amazing to see, to be, to be there and, and kind of in reverence of what everything is and, and watching the people who, I mean, they are truly, there's people there lamenting at that wall. I mean, they put the prayers in the crevices of the wall and they begin to lament and pray. And it's uh, it's something that's pretty powerful. I mean, you, you feel a, a spirit of God there. You really do. Well, they're I mean, praying that the Messiah would come. Yeah, absolutely. Well, get us out of this current situation. Yeah. Come, Lord. Yeah, and, and I'm uh, praying, Lord, come on back. Come again. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you get out there and dance with them? Uh, no. We've shown some I, videos I, of that dancing. <laughs> I know you want me to dance really bad, but no, I do, I do. not. I, I think not. Uh, no. it would go viral. I'm not going to dance on the boat either. I'm sorry. Oh, I I'm not much of a dancer. I'm uh -huh. just not. But people do dance. They do. So yeah. if you're into that sort of thing, I guess we do that on our tour as well. So <laughs> go to endtime.com slash tour or call 800 endtime to learn more about that. All right, Doug, this Antichrist story is absolutely unbelievable. We have uh, just under a minute left, so we can't really get into the uh, depth of the story, but the, the former pope, why is this just now coming out, this statement that he made? 
Yeah, so the reason why is because he just passed away a few days ago or a couple weeks ago, actually. And uh, so this gentleman that received this letter, he had written a book and the Pope got his hands on this book at one point. Well, he wrote a thank you letter back mm. to this uh, gentleman. And this gentleman had this letter and he didn't want to release it because he felt like it could cause problems within the church and he did not want to be a stumbling block for anybody. And so he waited until after the Pope passed away. So Pope Benedict passed and he released the letter yeah. and we're gonna get into that. Uh, what in the world does it mean that the spirit of the Antichrist is in the church? And actually, Revelation talks about this very thing. So we're going to tell you what that is all about on the other side of the break. Don't forget, you can give us a call, 877-END-TIMES, the number to join us, 877-363-8463. We'll be right back. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com slash future or call 800 in time. That's 800-363-8463. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Did you hear the news about the Antichrist? We're going to tell you all about what has been said and what the Bible has to say about it. Before we do, I want to remind you that we will be hosting a prophecy conference in Dallas this weekend. Um, in uh, actually Garland, Texas specifically. Dave will be teaching on Saturday night and Sunday night. Both times are 6 p.m. Um, me and my family will be there, Doug and his family will be there as I understand it, and many of our other team members, Judy will be there, Judy Baxter. And so if you are in the Dallas area, make plans to come out and see us in Garland, Texas. You can go to endtime.com events to learn more about 
um, these two conferences. And actually, Dave will be preaching in their Sunday morning service at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. as well. So if you want to hear Dave outside of a prophecy lesson, he'll be preaching in their morning services at 9 and 11. So come on out and join us Saturday night at 6, Sunday morning at 9 or 11, and Sunday night at 6 p.m. Check that out at endtime.com slash events or call 800 endtime. <laughs> All right, Doug. So Pope Benedict, former Pope, he's yeah. now passed away. He is the one that wrote this about the spirit of the Antichrist. Actually, what he says exactly um, is we see how the power of the Antichrist is expanding and we can only pray that the Lord will give us strong shepherds who will defend his church and this hour of need from the power of evil. Now, the guy that's sharing this, he is a Catholic statesman and he has several other credentials that are worth noting, but... Um, he, he got this letter and he didn't release it until Pope Benedict passed away because he didn't want to cause problems. And so, what do you make of this letter? So, the, just the, the really important thing here, Vince, that I see is that Pope Benedict, or he understood, you know, what was going on within the church. We see it more and more every day, I think, in certain headlines. We see how the Catholic Church is beginning to line up with world government and the edicts that they are trying to push down. So, we're watching kind of what he was alluding to, I think, but it's not just that because he gets into some other things talking about how, uh, you know, if you uh, disagree with the authority nowadays and, and the way that things are going that you become, uh, he called it kind of excommunicated mm -hmm. in this article from like social media and things like that. If you speak out against homosexual marriage, if you uh, speak out against abortion and things like that, how you become excommunicated. And so he could, he was kind of seeing this stuff and this was back in 2015. So it was way before what's going on now where we He wrote see, the letter back then. It was yeah. just released a few weeks ago. Right. Or and I so today or the day before. And, and apparently he had done this more uh, than we actually knew about. Who knows how many different people have letters that say different things, but he even wrote some, uh, some excerpts they put in here from a book that he had written, and that's what I found very interesting is where he talked about uh, some of the things about the power of the Antichrist and how it's expanding uh, within the church there, and he could see, I, I guess, a foreshadowing of what was coming, and we know Bible prophecy aligns with this perfectly. What about this strong shepherd thing? Like he's saying we need strong shepherds to defend the church. Why is that important for us to see from Revelation? Well, I mean, one of the things that we understand is, you know, we know that our pastors are shepherds and that's kind of how we look at them because Jesus was the shepherd and he talks about being uh, the shepherd and how the sheep know his voice and things like that. Uh, and the reason why that's important is because there is going to be on the scene when the, when the Antichrist arrives, he's going to have a partner that we call the false prophet. And that false prophet is what makes this very interesting in how we begin to tie in what Pope Benedict is talking about in this article and what we see in Revelation. This false prophet is going to be somebody who looks like a lamb, right, but speaks like the dragon. Yes. And we know that from Scripture. Absolutely. And so... Um, we are we just going to come right out and say who we think the false prophet's going to be? Well, I mean, I don't see a problem with that because that's what we talk about all the time. Well, who is it? Who's it going to be? Well, we believe that whoever is holding the office of the Pope at the time that the Antichrist is revealed, that that person will be the false prophet. And there's reason behind that. So like you just alluded to that Revelation 13, the scripture about looking like a lamb, but he speaks like the dragon. Well, we know in John 1.29 that when John the Baptist saw 
Jesus come and he said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Well, we know also that most Catholics believe that the office of the Pope is the representative of Jesus Christ on earth. They look at him as the vicar of Christ. That's what that means. He's, he's like Christ on earth while Jesus is not here. And so that's the way they look at that. This scripture actually says that he'll look like a lamb, so very religious and he'll speak like the dragon. Well, Revelation 12, 9 tells us that the great dragon is Satan and the devil. And so we, we can see in that scripture in Revelation, it's actually Revelation 13, 11 uh, through 14, where it talks about this and, and gives us a little bit more information about that false prophet. A lot of people think that uh, the Antichrist is the Pope, and that's not true at all. We know, and we can go back to Daniel and talk about it, and we've talked about it on other programs, but we know that the political leader will be the Antichrist, but he'll have a religious leader that will be the Pope. And so the reason why we know this is we understand that it's going to be a revived Holy Roman Empire, and ever since Charlemagne, there's been a, a political leader, and then there's been a religious leader of the Catholic Church. And as a matter of fact, uh, a few years ago when we went to uh, Israel and we went to Rome uh, as our secondary lo location because back then we were going to Israel and to another location, we went to um, the Vatican and Rome and one of our uh, tour guides there was telling us that the significance of the keys that Peter was holding, there were two keys and one represented the politics and the other one represented religion. And so she told us that's what that meant, politics and religion. And so we can kind of understand that as we, you know, we've, we've uncovered some things in Daniel that we've talked about before with Daniel chapter 7 where it talks about that ten horned beast and Daniel chapter uh, 2 where it talks about the ten toes of the feet and iron mingled with clay. So uh, this is how we come to those conclusions. So there's a whole lot there that I know if you're new to this program, you've never heard us before. There may be some gaps that you're missing there, but trust me, we'll talk about it again at another time. So, so do, are you good with how we cover Revelation 13? Do you want to read any of that? How would you like to move forward with that? I mean, however you think, Vince. If you, uh, I mean, I'm okay with reading that scripture if you want to read that and just to kind well, of Well, you paraphrase it. How about yeah, this? I Revelation 13, 11 through 14. You can check that out on your own, but I'll read exactly what this article says. You you mentioned uh, about being excommunicated. I want to I want to make sure that they hear exactly what they are yeah. saying. Uh, the article quotes uh, Pope Ratzinger saying, "The true threat to the church comes from the universal dictatorship of apparently humanistic ideologies. Anyone who contradicts this dictatorship is excluded from the basic consensus of society." 100 years ago, anyone would have thought it absurd to speak of homosexual matrimony. Today, those who oppose it are socially excommunicated. The same holds true for abortion and the production of human beings in laboratories. Modern society intends to formulate an anti-Christian creed. Whoever contests it is punished with social excommunication. Being afraid of the spiritual power of the Antichrist is all too natural. And what is truly needed is that the prayers of entire diocesis and of the world church come to the rescue to resist it. Yeah. Now we kind of teach that, Doug. There's a little <laughs> bit of that that we teach. Yeah. I was just talking today about... Um, the mother harlot church and all of her daughters. Yes. And how it's prophetic in the scriptures. I mean, you can go to these mega churches, you can go anywhere you want. No matter what church you go, there's going to be plenty of people that, that may not make it, you know? Right. They may not be born again. Um, 
But we know that there are true disciples in these churches. Right. And there's going to be a time when the Spirit unctions them. Because the Bible tells us that it's coming where it's going to say, Come out of her, my people. God is going to speak that to them. Exactly. And they are going to be awakened mm -hmm. to perhaps woke Christianity. Right. Uh, perhaps extreme liberal Christianity. Mm -hmm. um, and they are going to say, This is not right. There's something empty in me. Right. And I'm diligently seeking the Lord, and I don't fit in in this environment anymore. Yeah. And they are going to search for truth. They're going to search for a group of people that believe the way the Bible says yes. instead of what has developed in their local church. Right. And so we see that that's prophetic, mm -hmm. that this is coming. Now, we don't personally believe that's going to come from the Roman Catholic Church, right. but it will be coming from some people in Roman Catholic churches. Right. And, and we're already kind of seeing some of that happen within some of the daughter churches. Uh, you look at the Methodist church here in Texas, we had a, a huge exodus just a couple of weekends mm -hmm. ago where a lot of these Texas churches uh, voted to leave the Methodist church because of some of the things that are being taught there with the uh, transgenderism and the uh, homosexual um, ministers that are coming within that uh, movement there with the Methodist Church and so we had a lot of people make a mass exodus out of that. So people are waking up already but that is a call that God makes in Revelation 18 4 where he says come out of her my people like you were alluding to a while ago and he tells them I have people in these churches and I, I want you to come out I want you to hear me and come out and so I believe that we will you know see that the more and more and that's what you know, this program's about is waking people up to what Scripture says and trying to help you understand so that you can make the right choices, biblical choices. Absolutely. So. Doug, we believe that everyone uh, should know that this spirit of the Antichrist is in the church. We think that you and all your family and all your loved ones uh, should know about that because, I don't know, there might be some of you out there that are going to church this Sunday at one of these places. And so, you know, no matter how hard it may be to talk about or you know, how we really want to talk about it in a loving way, we're committing to do that here at End Time. So um, one big way that you can help us out is by hitting the share button on Facebook and, and telling your friends and family to check, check this video out. Uh, hit the heart icon, comment that you're watching. Maybe ask a question on there. Sometimes we're able to get to the questions that are posted in the uh, comment section. So do that right now because people that you're connected to need to hear this message. Let's go to the phones, Doug. Uh, Natalia in Texas is listening. Uh, Natalia, welcome to the End Time Show. Hi, yes, thank you. Um, so I'm just going to make this really quick. I was wondering if you guys have considered um, President Zelensky as the Antichrist for a few reasons. One, the scripture says that the Antichrist, I believe it says, that he rises out of the ocean and um, a trident is there, uh, is on their flag. And he usually wears a trident on his sweaters, and that also rises out of the ocean. Um, I don't know. I just find it. And he's, you know, the whole world loves him. When has anybody ever loved a Jew? I just feel like maybe he is to be considered. Natalia, how uh, often do you listen? Um, a lot. <laughs> uh, well, you know, we do shows is blank the Antichrist. Fill in the blank there. I've been trying to tell Doug we need to do Zelensky, but, um, you know, there's many characteristics, and of course at endtime.com slash antichrist, we list characteristics that the Bible uh, says uh, the antichrist um, will be similar to or like, and so 
we have talked about Zelensky as a possibility. Um, of course, as you know, we don't take official positions on this. Uh, there will be a day when the Antichrist stands on the Temple Mount and proclaims to be God. And at that day, on that show, uh, we will be talking about that very topic. I can guarantee you that. Um, so if it's Zelensky, it'll be Zelensky. Doug, is there any way it's not Zelensky? Um, at, at this point, Vince, I'm, I mean, I don't really feel comfortable with saying it is or isn't him. I mean, I, there are some things that but like are interesting. But like for Trump, you know, you're like, no, it's not Trump. Yeah, well, we knew that he wasn't from the right region and the right area. Yeah, he's from Europe. And, yeah, and so... I mean, he almost checks all the boxes, except the only thing he hasn't done is blaspheme God. Um, I can't think of any time. I, like, went through all his quotes. I haven't seen anything significant in there. You know, they the Jews believed that Jesus wasn't the, um, the Messiah because he didn't come as a man of war. Right. And Zelensky is a Jew out of Europe, and he is a man of war. Yeah. I mean... And he has like, persecuted some Christian churches there within the Ukraine. So, I mean, yeah. like I said, I'm not ready to say that he is, and I'm not necessarily <laughs> going to say that definitely he couldn't be. So... Um, just kind of on the fence with him right now and kind of watching things from a distance. Uh, I, I really, I feel like uh, that there's some other people that could be very good possibilities, but uh, I haven't really considered Zelensky. I just kind of been watching him more as he, he is definitely a puppet being used by, I believe, the world government and, uh, and NATO. And so we'll just kind of have to keep an eye on him and see what happens, see what develops. Thanks for your call, Natalia. Okay. We appreciate it very much. There are open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. You can give us a call to join us. Now, Doug, is, um, is Zelensky buddies with the Pope? Um, I haven't seen much, I don't believe. I haven't seen a lot of that. I, I know that the Pope is, uh, you know, he's very, he's made very vocal, uh, vocal things about the Ukraine and the situation there and how this is a, a terrible situation. And he's actually called this conflict World War III. You know, mm -hmm. we did a story about that, that Pope Francis called this World War III. And, uh, and so I, I know that he's, um, you know, they've probably been in some communication that we don't know about, but I, I don't know. It's interesting. Well, you also said that Zelensky is kind of a puppet to world government. Mm -hmm. Well, if that is true, and it sure appears to be true, that does line up with all this stuff pretty well. Yeah, there's there's some topics we could talk about. But so like we say, yeah, wait and see. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> All right, well, uh, do call us 877 times the number to join us, 877-363-8463. Don't forget to go to endtime.com slash tour. Like I said before, we have about 40-some spots available um, for the upcoming tour, and we would love for you to join us. Dave and Jana will be on this trip. Doug and Tina uh, will be on the trip as well. And so it's going to be a spectacular time for you to go and uh, have dinner with Dave and Doug every night and ask them all your prophecy questions and keep them up late. It's going to be a great time. So oh, yeah. we'll be right back after this break. Um, this is The End Time Show. symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. 
These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Seagull here with Doug Norvell. Open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Give us a call. We're asking, have you heard the news about the Antichrist? And we've told you a little bit about it. And there is more to discuss. Doug, where do we pick it up from here? Well, one of the things I want to touch on there, Vince, is how he ended that. And he talked about the excommunication from mm-hmm. social media and things like that. So right now, that's what we see. And, and like I said, this was a... 2015 when he originally wrote this and he could see what was coming. He could see that we were going to be censored and our voices were going to be silenced. But the Bible tells us that the Antichrist is actually going to make war. So he talked about this kind of being a spiritual thing and it is very spiritual. I mean we know that we fight a spiritual war every day. But this is something that is going to be physical. When the Antichrist comes on the scene he will make war against the saints of God. And it tells us that in Revelation 13, uh, 5 through 10, it, it basically says that he blasphemes God, that he uh, will make war against the saints for 42 months. So it tells us the timing of the tribulation is three and a half years, 42 months. And so it, it lets us know. So that's one thing that I wanted to, to make sure that we understood is that we're not saying that the Antichrist right now is doing any of this. Okay, this was the Pope. Uh, you know, Pope Benedict could see what was happening within the church. And I believe that what he could see was the spiritual ramifications of the spirit of the Antichrist in the church. Well, we know there's going to be a physical Antichrist because of Revelation 13 and how his government's going to be set up. And then he'll make war against the saints. And it says that some people will go into captivity and some people will be killed during that time. And I know that's not something that everybody likes to talk about. We want to think, well, we're going to be raptured out of here before this happens. But it says he makes war against the saints. It doesn't call them tribulation saints either, Vince. It just says (laughs) saints. And so, uh, you know, it it gives us information there. But eventually what we see is the Vatican joining sides with the Antichrist in this world government. And we get that from Scripture. And that's the important Scripture I think we need to help everybody understand because we made that statement that we knew it was the Catholic Church. So, Well, not only that, what this Pope was saying 
mm-hmm. aligns up with this Absolutely. tremendously. Yeah. So it's Revelation chapter 17, and I'll just pause here to say, if you haven't watched Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ yet, you need to stop what you're doing after the show, that is. And uh, <laughs> you need to go to watch.endtime.com or go to End Time Plus on the App Store and you can watch Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ. What Irvin did was he went chapter by chapter and taught through every single chapter uh, and actually added an additional lesson to the end of that. And specifically, when he gets to Revelation 17, I'm not suggesting you should skip to that lesson, but it's a lesson that you absolutely need to see. I, I'll tell you, I wouldn't let the weekend without seeing it for me personally. It is incredible. So go to watch.endtime.com or go to End Time Plus in uh, any of the major app stores and check that out. Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ. The whole thing is available with a subscription to End Time Plus. So check that out. Now here's what the verse says. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet colored beast full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration." Yeah, so here, Vince, we have that, that scarlet-colored beast. It has uh, names of blasphemy. It has seven heads and ten horns. It's the same beast from Revelation 13. So we see that same seven-headed dragon, uh, red dragon in uh, Revelation 13, that one-world government. But now we see this woman that's arrayed with pearl, uh, purple and scarlet. Now, this is one of the clues. There are many in here. We don't have them all today, but we do have a lesson that you can look at that goes through the whole thing, uh, like Vince said, right there in uh, that Revelation commentary. But it says that the woman was arrayed with purple and scarlet. Now, the two ruling classes of the Catholic Church are the bishops and the cardinals. Bishops wear purple, cardinals wear scarlet. And so right there we see that she's clothed with that. She's also decked with gold and precious stones and pearls and has a golden cup in her hand full of uh, filthiness and, and abomination. So if you look at, if, if you've ever been to the Vatican, you can see the treasures they have. They have a lot of treasures from places where uh, Rome had conquered other countries. And the Vatican has a lot of that there uh, for display, but they also have a huge vault with all these riches from all around the world in it. But if you've ever watched anything where the Pope is doing uh, any kind of declaration or, or ceremony, he has a cup. And in that golden cup, it's covered with pearls. And, and stones. And, and then also it says that she is a mother of harlots. Well, the Catholic Church considers herself to be the mother of all the Protestant churches, that all the Protestant churches came out of the Roman Catholic Church. And so she considers herself a mother, not a sister of those churches. And there are articles that back that up. It also says, Vince, that she's drunken with the blood of the saints. And no one has made war against saints more <laughs> than the Roman Catholic Church and, and spilt the blood of many saints. And, you know, I mean, there's even a door there uh, at, the, uh, at one of the, I can't even remember which place we went to that has this door, but it shows the depiction of Paul being killed and, and his head was chopped off and they show this on this door 
and uh, and let you know. They said that where his head bounced, three springs came up from those. So it's it's almost like they have this folklore that goes along with, hey, uh, this is where the Apostle Paul was killed. We chopped off his head. It bounced three times, and there's three rivers that sprung up from it. Are, so, you, are you trying to say the Roman Catholic Church did that? I'm saying that Rome did that and that it's there at the Roman Catholic Church. Just want to so, make sure. Yeah. I'm not throwing so, you under the bus. No, no, no. But, I mean, it's almost as if they're, they're very proud of this, you know, situation. And so, anyway, it's, it's those things that, um, you know, we know that the Rome and, and especially even the Vatican has made war against people uh, that saw things different than them. They persecuted the uh, Protestant churches as they broke away, and many of them were burned at the stake. They, they drowned a whole lot of others that were in a sect that believed in, uh, you know, immersion in baptism. So they said, you like to be baptized underwater so much, they held them under till they drowned. So, I mean, this, these kind of things are in the history books, and you can learn about it on your own. And so that scripture, along with many other, provide clues, like the woman is a city that sits on seven hills. And there are seven hills of Rome. And so there, there's just many that we could go through today, but really don't have time to do Yeah, this. we won't take the time to do it. But what you can do is search Mystery Babylon in our name, End Time. And in your search engine, uh, the article will pop up. What is the identity of Mystery Babylon? And that's on our website. Go check it out if you'd like to know more about it. It's totally free for you to go and read. So be sure to do that. Doug, let's get back to the phones. Uh, you can join us. There are open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Linda is watching in California. Linda, welcome to the End Time Show. Hi, thank you. Absolutely. Um, well, I just got... Sorry? Absolutely. What's your question today? Okay, well, first, thank you, you guys. I'm just... Um, I love your show. and went to Jerusalem Prophecy College and totally switched my belief from pre-trib to post-trib. Oh, and okay. not only that, and I don't, well, I won't say it. Never mind. Um, well, how about this? How, how much, can I ask you a question first? Sure, sure. How, how much of that JPC was about uh, the rapture, the timing of the rapture, would you think? Because there are, oh, God, you know, hundreds I, of lessons on there. Yeah, I, um, I finished it in like August 2021, and to be honest, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Well, my, uh, what I was trying to highlight is that uh, it's not every lesson. We don't hammer it down people's throats, but it is in there because we can't avoid the topic when we start talking about Bible prophecy. And so uh, thank you for your testimony. That We've had a lot of people say that. In fact, Doug, that's, that's how we started. We, we uh, end time used to be pre-trib, but yeah, that all shifted. Uh, sorry to sidetrack oh. you there. No, that's okay. Um, I didn't realize end time you speak pre-trip. Well, oh. Irvin Baxter, when he first started, uh, that's how he was raised. And uh, somebody yeah. came and preached yeah. that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John were the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And he said, that sounds crazy. And then the next month he read Revelation 19 times, wanting to get to mm -hmm. the bottom of this. And the Lord just kept mm -hmm. pulling him and pulling him and led him on a journey. Mm -hmm. And for... Uh, well, the rest of his life he devoted to Bible prophecy and, uh, you know, trying to help people see that the second coming of Jesus Christ was soon and that they should be ready. And so he converted from pre-trib to post-trib. And just like many people out there, the, uh, the conversation with his parents was quite interesting. 
Yeah, I can imagine because we have friends who are still, because I've been a Christian 44 years. You've kind of got foggy there, Linda. I can hardly tell what you're saying. I'm oh. sorry. Oh, can you hear me now? The, uh, that's clear. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yeah, because I've been a Christian for 44 years, brought up with the whole Hal Lindsey, Lake Root, Planet Earth, and that whole pre-trib. Um, and this is regarding the, the movie, uh, The Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist. Have you heard of that new movie coming out? Well, it doesn't come out until January 26, as I understand it. So I have not right. seen it. And I haven't well, watched the pirated invited. version. Uh, what's that? I haven't. I have not seen it. No, ma'am. Uh, okay. Well, anyway, my friend is his pre-trib wants to take a birthday, and I'm just wondering: should I support? What's your opinion on whether or not I should support something like that when I don't believe in it? And and then if when we go back to her place and celebrate, it's just going to bring up. <laughs> You know, my views, which, yeah, I ordered the entire, you know, the the whole series, basically, mm -hmm. of Revelation. And, um, you know, because I wouldn't want to put a damper on her party after bringing up my view. <laughs> but anyway... Well, um, hey, go watch know, that with her and then say, now that I watch that with you, you got to watch one with me. <laughs> well, that's a thought. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'll watch it. Doug will probably kind of have to watch it to respond to it, right? Yeah, we may have to do that, and and I would imagine that probably you know it'll eventually come on, you know something that I can watch it on on Pure Flix or something where I can see it. But I, I mean, I I don't think there's any harm in going and, and watching. It may open up uh, some communication where you can share uh, some of the knowledge that you've learned and and help show her some things in the Bible that might uh, you know help her opinion about it. But I, I don't think there's anything wrong with going and seeing that with her. Okay. But you you need to do what you need to do. So some people are going to say, you know, I don't believe in it and I can't possibly support it. And so if you feel that way, don't feel pressure to go watch it. You know, that's totally your personal decision. And uh, some people out there will not go watch it because they don't support it. And some people will go regardless. So, you know, it's really, Linda, whatever you feel like you should do. I watched the trailer and it talks about, oh, how we saw the rapture take place. You know, it's like, oh, no. That's not, that's not how it happens. Yeah. I mean, I wish it did, but like, you know, like I've been <laughs> right. studying and everything, uh, there isn't one scripture to support that. Right. Anyway, okay, I'll let you guys go again. You're doing a wonderful job. Just appreciate you so much. Um, I try to watch you every day. And I'm going to get ready to, to share the, the information, the videos that I've got, or not videos, what are they, DVDs? so that people will have a better understanding of, of Scripture. Wonderful, Linda. We're coming up on a break. I'm sorry I've got to cut you off, but thank you so much for your call. We appreciate it very much. There are open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'll be right back after this break. part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry 
from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Roberts. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. Endtime is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with Endtime to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-ENDTIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Don't forget, we are hosting a conference in Dallas, Texas, this weekend, Saturday night at 6 p.m., Sunday night at 6 p.m., and Dave will actually be preaching in a regular church service Sunday morning at 9 or 11 a.m. He'll be doing both, but uh, they're uh, repeat services, so you might not want to come to both. You're welcome to. Um, but nonetheless, that's at 9 and 11 Sunday morning. So you've got four opportunities this weekend in the Dallas area to come out. Dave and Jana will be there. Uh, me and my wife will be there. Doug and his family will be there. All our kids will be there too. But a number of end time team members will be there. So because it's so close to here, uh, there'll be a big representation of the end time team there. And if there was ever a time to come out and maybe meet some of the people you've been talking to on the phone or emailing with for years, it is this time because, like I said, so many of us will be there. So come out and check it out. You can learn more about the venue and specific details at endtime.com slash events. Or if we can help you over the phone, we're happy to do that. The number for that is 800-END-TIME. All right, Doug, WHO, they are um, really pushing this vaccine passport, this global vaccine passport once again. Yeah. And they seem to be acting like this time it's going to happen. Yeah. They, uh, you know, of course, the, the WHO is part of the UN and the world government. And so uh, they are pushing this and they want it worldwide and they want it by May, which is interesting because May is when we leave to go to Israel. So well, I don't think they're going to get that done. <laughs> just because we're going to Israel? Yeah. I don't <laughs> think they're going to. I think we're going to be praying against it for sure. But also I think people are starting to kind of wake up about the the whole situation there and, uh, you know, the, the COVID threat and all that. But the reason why this is kind of important right now too, Vince, is because since we're talking about uh, the Antichrist, we're talking about the false prophet, in that Revelation 13, we also have the mark of the beast. And mm -hmm. so a lot of people associate things like this because of the tracking capabilities that they can do with it. They look at it as, could this be a mark of the beast type of scenario? But, uh, you know, that's, that's the thing. Could it be is always the question. And this thing, actually, this article talks about being able to track people with the apps and things like that. And remember, this is what the whole Canadian uh, truck driver um, deal was about. When they were protesting and they, and they locked the highways down, it was because of a COVID passport that Canada was trying to push. And so uh, I think that we're seeing the world kind of push back on this. So I don't mm -hmm. think that this is a big threat right now. Could it be a precursor? Absolutely it could. Uh, and this committee is this committee is meeting this week. Yes. And if that happens, Doug, 
um, they are saying it will eventually track every aspect of American uh, lives. So it's going to violate the U.S. Constitution, mm -hmm. the Americans with Disabilities Act, and HIPAA, yeah. because this stuff is going to be globally registered on your global vaccine passport. Right. And so I, I like what uh, Matt Staver from Liberty Council founder uh, from Liberty Council said. He's the founder and chairman there. He says America's sovereignty is not for sale. Digital health or vaccine passports, along with tracking and tracing apps, present a serious threat to freedom. Vaccine passports and tracking apps are about collecting data and control. Mm -hmm. COVID has been used to advance this dangerous threat to freedom. We must never accept vaccine passports or tracking apps as the new normal. The implications for freedom are significant. America should not be involved in such an evil organization as the World Health Organization. Yeah, and I mean, Can that I is, get an amen? Amen. And, and, <laughs> President Trump tried to pull us out of the WHO at yeah. one point. And so, I mean, this is a, a, one of those situations we're watching people say things like this. Well, we also believe that we won't be part of the Mark of the Beast because if we were part of that system, we wouldn't be able to be the eagle's wings that are helping Israel during the time of tribulation. And so to hear people talk like this and say America shouldn't be part of a system like this, well, it may just come to the point to where if they try to do this globally, that we just have to stop traveling to places if we have to provide something like this that's going to track us and track all our data and everything. And uh, the interesting thing about this, Vince, is, uh, you know, what Noah Harara said, you know. There's an advisor to the WHO. Right. Klaus and, Schwab. And Klaus Schwab with the WEF. And so in a video uh, that we've shown on here before, he makes a very interesting statement and, and ties it in with COVID, just like this article did and what these passports are about. So do we want to see that video I real think quick? we do. Let's All check right, it let's out. Let's do it. Surveillance, people could look back in 100 years and identify the coronavirus epidemic as the moment when a new regime of surveillance took over, especially surveillance under the skin, which I think is maybe the most important development of the 21st century, is this ability to hack human beings, to go under the skin, collect biometric data, analyze it, and understand people better than they understand themselves. This, I believe, is maybe the most important event of the 21st century. Surveillance. So the surveillance under the skin is very interesting that he talks about we will remember COVID as a time where we'll look back and say that's where all this began. Remember, they always say too, never waste a good crisis. And they've used this uh, pandemic, some people call it a plandemic, to, to set some things up and, and put them in motion. So we know the WEF uh, is very much involved in uh, the WHO. And we know that this guy is an advisor and he's talking about being able to track people and understand you better than you understand yourself because of the surveillance they can do under the skin. Now, that does sound very much like the Mark of the Beast. But we know the Mark of the Beast isn't going to happen until there's a beast right. that's revealed. Exactly. So that has not happened, the beast being the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. um, we have this other clip. I sent this video to you. I didn't even realize it was from a few years ago because it's just now going around. But right. it's, uh, is it from USA Today or CB? I can't it's, remember exactly. Uh, CNBC yes. uh, did, broke the story recently, but okay. they tied it to this video from 2017. It says you will get chipped eventually. Yes. I think people need to hear this one as well. Absolutely. Let's check it out. 
You will be chipped, it's just a matter of time. That's what analysts and educators tell us, but don't worry, what happened in Wisconsin is not about to go mass market yet. A small firm recently embedded microchips in their employees as a way to bypass company badges and corporate logons and to get attention for their cafeteria kiosks, which are available on a cashless payment plan like Apple Pay. Chip proponents tell us that having a chip in the hand is better than grabbing for the cell phone because you can never forget it and you can't lose it and you have the capability to communicate with machines in a way we couldn't before. Others just think that having a corporation stick a chip in this hand is kind of creepy, even if the companies say that it can track you and that your information is private. For me, it's a no, mostly because I'm concerned about what kind of health effects it might have. For those reasons, analysts we spoke to say that workers at IBM, Facebook, Federal Express, Microsoft, The Gap, and so many other corporate giants have nothing to worry about. They won't get chips soon. Consumers first, corporations second, which is why the analysts say, it's going to be a while, but you will be chipped. Progress, right? For USA Day in Los Angeles, I'm Jefferson Graham. You will. There you go, Doug. So yeah. the former pope, Pope Benedict, mm -hmm. saying that the spirit of the Antichrist is in the church, yeah. is he like losing it or does this really look true? Yeah, it looks like he's very much on point, especially with Bible prophecy and where we see that we're heading. Uh, but you know, you made a very good point. We're not there yet. The Antichrist has not been revealed yet. We know that that is a coming prophecy that will happen. And we know that there are certain things that we look for. Uh, but it is coming. And so for them to say it may take 20 years, but you will get chipped, that is the plan. You will be chipped mm -hmm. or at least have a mark that uh, you're required to have if you're going to buy, sell, or trade according to Revelation 13. Now, some people hear that and they start freaking out, Doug. Mm -hmm. They think, okay, you're going to be in a position where you have to decide, do I get a chip where I can go to the grocery store and feed my family or do I not get a chip? Now, right. people have said that we say things like that. Of course, we don't present it that way. But nonetheless, they feel like that that is an accurate assumption based off of what we feel like the Bible says. So is that how it's going to be? Like, if you don't have this chip, you're not going to be able to buy or sell like it talks about. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a global situation. Now, like I said before, I don't see how we're going to be under the mark of the beast and be able to be the wings of the eagle that protect and help Israel during the time of the Great Tribulation because what it's going to be about basically is like the... Uh, you know, the, the social situation that we see in China where they can take your money and they can social free... Social credit score. Yes, yeah. social credit score. Thank you. Where they can freeze your accounts if you're doing something that they're opposed to you doing. And uh, it's, it's going to be that type of thing where they can put sanctions on an individual. And so uh, there will be ways uh, to get around this system like there all, always are ways to get around. I mean, people may go into a bartering type system or, or situations like that. But the one main thing that we always talk about is Matthew 6 where God tells us don't worry about what you'll eat or drink or wear because God knows you need these things but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So we know that that is a promise from God. If we're doing kingdom work, God's going to take care of our needs. So are we living in the time of the Antichrist? Well, it sure looks like that could happen soon. Yeah. But you know, the, the exact timing of the Antichrist, we cannot say yet until uh, he stands on the Temple Mount and proclaims to be God. 
Absolutely. So it feels like it's coming because there's a whole, we talked about six things to expect in 2023 a few days yeah. ago, a few weeks ago at this point. Uh, go check that out and you'll see how close we are to this time of the Antichrist. Right. Uh, we got one more call I think we should get to at least. Yeah. Let's go to the phone. Sharon in Oklahoma is watching. Uh, Sharon, welcome Hi, to the End Time Show. Hey, I, I wanted to know if you got heard the other day, I think it was at Davos, and they said that the Antichrist was backstage and they had went back and had him sign some papers or something. I was wondering if it was King Charles. I think he was there. Well, I, now, the it? only thing that I saw, Sharon, I haven't seen what you're talking about, I don't guess, but I did see a video where King Charles was making an announcement and he was saying uh, some suspicious things that some people thought maybe the Antichrist was on the scene and they knew him because he, they, he made a, a comment about uh, he would be able to uh, have millions at his disposal. Uh, in order to, to have like a military force behind this uh, global initiative that they were pushing for the global warming uh, and for this earth charter stuff. So I have seen that and we did look at that and, and uh, we made comments about it. I think we even had it on a program. We did a we show as King Charles. Yeah. yeah. And so, but, but I haven't heard that uh, this Antichrist figure might be there. But at this point, like... Yeah, he was at one of their meetings, and he, he was backstage and supposedly signed something. And then hmm. I went online just now trying to find it before I got on the line, got on the phone with y'all, and I couldn't find it. Yeah. I think it's on Brighty on. You know, Sharon, it seems quite it. unlikely that they would uh, um, make their um, presence known on the world stage as the Antichrist, because... The Bible talks about them coming onto the scene uh, proclaiming to be God. And so to announce that the Antichrist is here, I don't know what to say about that. We haven't seen that clip, um, and we'll look for it, but uh, yeah, we would have to see that to have a better opinion on it. We um, are out of time for today, Sharon. I'm sorry to cut you off. We appreciate that input. We'll check it out. If you find it, please send it to us at endtime.com slash contact. We would love to review that and see what in the world's going on at Davos. Now, that wouldn't surprise us, Doug, would it? No, not, not in this day and time, no, sir. Absolutely not. Well, we've got about 40 seconds left, Doug. How do we wrap up today's show uh, and encourage folks before we get out of here? Well, I mean, one of the things that we talked about earlier when we talked about the, the lady that was going to go to a movie with her friends, I just want to say this in, in closing, that we can, we can view things like that and then be able to offer information that is biblical, that we can say, look, this is why this is not accurate, and let me show you. And so, you know, don't be afraid to do that kind of thing. Share this information you get from us. Share the information you get from the Bible. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. All right, well, come to the conference this weekend. We'll see you there. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow here on the show, 3 p.m. Central Time. Don't forget to go to watch.endtime.com. Have a good day.